Thank you, meditations of our hearts. Be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. I'm there to love, 
There is no other reason. It's about love. It's always and everywhere about love. We, all of us, have been given a gift. The truest of gifts. We are loved. We are loved by God. We are the beloved daughters and sons of God. And this is the most important, it's the only fact in our lives that defines who we truly are and what we're to do with our lives. When we claim, when we believe that we are indeed the beloved of God, only then, only then can we see and honor the belovedness of other people. Only then can we see the great desire that is within all of us to know that we are beloved. At school, through all of the fear and loss and poverty and fatherlessness and motherlessness and desperate attention-seeking, at school, when I'm living in the knowledge of my belovedness, only then, only then can I speak life, can I speak love, can I speak blessing upon these children. Only when I own my own belovedness am I able to pour out the reality of God's love to God's people. Perhaps it is only we, the broken, the handicapped, the child in front of me holding my hands and my eyes that know that we are hungry, that can see the pouring out from one to another of the love of God. Perhaps. For what seems like the majority of my life, I have not lived in that knowledge of my belovedness. Who I was, who I sought to be, was largely delusion, running after false gods, trying to satisfy my needs, as if one more success, one more possession, one more accolade would complete me, make me whole, make me lovable. There was damage in myself and in my way. I began to see who I truly am through the beloved eyes of others who were blessed with the grace to see through my vanities and my dead ends. I'm eternally grateful for friends, mentors, family, the teachers, the Ellie Wilsons, who love me despite myself, who love me out of their reality of being the beloved of God, who love me into church, who love me into scripture and into the knowledge of my taking ownership, of my claiming the belovedness that's given to me. Holy Scripture is rich through the voices of David and Isaiah and Luke and Paul and Jesus in telling us what our true identity is. Listen to the Scriptures. I have called you by name from the very beginning. I look at you with infinite tenderness and care for you with a care more intimate than that of a mother for her child. I have carved you in the palms of my hands and hidden you in the shadow of my embrace. I have counted every hair on your head and guided you at every step. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you rest, I will keep watch. 
I will give you food that will satisfy all your hunger and drink that will quench all of your thirst. I will not hide my face from you. You know me as your own, and I know you as my own. Nothing will ever separate us. We are one. God continually seeks us, woos us, and speaks the words that we long to hear. If only we have ears to hear, if only we have eyes to see, if only we have hearts to open. But there is a thief. There is a proud and roaring lion, desperate to throw, to, desperate to drown out the whisper of truth, <laughs> desperate to steal the gift of love. Desperate to convince us in the roar that we can earn or merit that which we so desire. The liar hisses. If only you were more spectacular, more powerful, more beautiful, more handsome, richer, more popular, more and more and more, then you would have that which fills the hole in your soul. On and on it goes, leaving us never truly satisfied or whole. Please don't think that I continue to live in the knowledge of my belovedness. No. I must reclaim my sonship anew every morning. Lest the cares and fears of the world and the roar of the lion outshouts the still small voice who continually woos me and calls me by name. As I, as we, listen for God's gentle call to life, to being the beloved, the streams of living water can flow again into the arid and parched centers of our being. As we drink of the cup of Jesus' life-giving blood, as we take the Lord into us as bread, the streams can swell, and only out of that fullness of belovedness can we overflow and spill out and pour out the love to each other that is the fulfillment of this marvelous gift? Reportedly, St. Francis of Assisi said, Preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. <laughs> Jesus says, Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, <coughs> if you have love for one another. <clears throat> this is the gospel. This is the heart of the gospel. Out of God's love for us, as his beloved, we are to love one another. <coughs> my sisters and brothers in Christ, I ask of you, that we take the time in our lives to listen, to ask God to reveal to us his deepest desire, that we would know his love for us and live from that place, to hear the voice <clears throat> that calls us his beloved, to receive again and again this most precious truth. And out of this abundant gift that we may see one another as also being God's beloved daughters and sons, that we would know Jesus' love for us, and in turn, that we would love one another. 
We are Jesus' disciples when we love one another. As for the children that have been given me in these days, I pray that I may continue to speak peace into chaos. I pray that I may have the eyes to see, the ears to hear, and the words to bless the belovedness of each of these children of God. I pray this also for you in your life. Amen. Amen.